Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Thin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the 153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. What's up, everybody? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Off the Water. I'm your host, JP. Boy, do we have an awesome show for you tonight. We're going to the middle of the heartland. We're going to Nebraska tonight with Mr. Marty Hughes. Uh, but before I bring Marty in, I just want to give you guys a couple uh, announcements uh, with Paddle and Finn. Uh, coming up, uh, guys, tune in. We're going to be streaming live from lacrosse on the Mississippi River uh, for the Trail Series Championship and Invitational. That's going to be September 11th and September 12th. So make sure you guys are tuned in. If you're competing out there, good luck. Um, there's another tournament going on, too, that's starting on September 11th at 9.08, uh, which is the 20th anniversary of the uh, Twin Towers. And this is called the Guns and Hoses Fishing Tournament. Uh, it's brought to you by Behind the Lines Foundation. Uh, it is from the 11th until the 26th of the month. You can fish for bass, walleye. There's saltwater category for uh, red redfish, trouts. Uh, it's on it's on Tourney X. I'm sorry, scratch that. It is on Fishing Chaos. Go check it out on Fishing Chaos. Get registered. All proceeds go to the 9/11 Memorial Foundation, uh, and then there are prizes paid out too for this as well. Um, this is going to be an awesome event. Uh, and again, it's uh, first responders, so it's fire versus police, guns and hoses. So, uh, you know, 
as your fireman here, go red. Uh, just want to give a uh, couple uh, couple shout outs to our sponsors: Waypoint, Yak Gadget, Pelican One Five Three, and Rocktown. Now let's get on this. Let's get off the water. I want to introduce you guys to Mister Marty Hughes. Marty, what's going on, brother? How are you? Well, I feel like I'm on the water with that kayak and that little lily pad below me. I'm thinking, what's below that? You know, <laughs> going pretty good, uh, Jason. Um, glad to be on here and glad to help you out any way I can. Thank you, thank you. So, why don't you tell us a little about, bit about yourself, uh, who you are, a little bit about your background, and then we'll get into the fishing stuff. Sure. Um, well, I, I guess I love fishing, <laughs> especially from a kayak. Um, been in a been kayak fishing now for about 23 years. Um, kind of, I guess, one of the pioneers of the sport in, in the country. And, um, you know, I just I love helping other people get out on water. Like this morning, this just this morning, I did a guided trip with a ne my nephew and went catfishing. That was pretty fun. But, uh, you know, just getting people in the water and having fun. Um, I'm an educator. Um, I've been an educator for 40 years. And this is this is my final year. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Um, I have retired a couple times. Um, I'm hoping that this is the the I guess the cut line for that so that I can pursue some of the things. And I've got a couple grandkids that I like to spend more time with and, and my family. So um see how that goes. Uh right now I'm a principal uh in a in a uh, upper middle size school in Nebraska, rural community, Auburn, Nebraska, and uh, who currently has the longest winning streak in the nation in basketball right now awesome at 62 in a row so pretty cool um cool. we have a culture there called the bulldog way <laughs> and uh we just uh, we like to win we like to do things right and work hard for it you know and uh, we have several goals for that but i've got a great crew around me uh, that work hard um, and I'm glad that one of my, one of my, uh, sons was able to be, take part in that and be part of that culture before he graduated. Um, but, uh, also, uh, our community, um, every, just about, you know, how in some communities they have the basketball hoops about every driveway. We have that, but we also have a kayak in every driveway now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's, everybody here seems to have a kayak now and it's growing, growing, uh, exponentially, uh, from what it was just a few years ago. Um, I've seen, I remember, um, early or late nineties, early two thousands, and you never saw a kayak. And when I did see one, it was like, you know, I went over to just see who they were, you know, and now it's, they're just everywhere. And it's kind of cool to see that the growth of it. And, and of course you have the podcast and all kinds of media out there on this and people, there's still a lot of people out there want to learn more about it. So anyway, um, uh, we live in Auburn, Nebraska, and, uh, I love it here. Uh, it's southeast Nebraska. I did live it. I did live in southwest Nebraska for 33 years, and that's where we started the kayak fishing. And now um, we'll retire here, and this is kind of where I went to high school too. So, in this oh, area. Cool. Awesome. So let let's talk about you being a, an OG of the sport, man. You've been fishing for over two decades. Yeah. So how? So what got you into kayak fishing? Because Two decades ago, this was unheard of. Kayakers mm -hmm. were just, it was more recreational and whitewater, mm -hmm. and everybody fished from a boat. So yeah. kind yeah. of give us your perspective on, on being a, being an OG in the game, man. Well, yeah. Um, by the way, I think my 
those marks we put in our hands are permanently there. <laughs> I go to school every day with, with, I can't obviously see it. But oh, <laughs> there's my, there's my uh, identifier for the weekend. <laughs> nice. um, no, yeah. Um, um, I'm trying to figure out the, how to say this. Um, uh, when the, when I first started, it was basically it was a kind of a whitewater kayak. I had a little otter kayak and it had a little hole in it. You put your legs in it and fell asleep. But the reason why I got it, I, I actually started kayak fishing not intent intentionally doing that. You know, I had a boat, a boat that I bass fished with, and and uh, I bought it for the exercise. I was cycling. I thought you know kayaking be pretty cool to do. So I started started paddling. And as naive as I, this is no kidding. I've told this to a lot of people. As naive as I was, I bought a book off eBay on how to do an Eskimo roll because I was a little leery of it. And then I also bought a pair of nose plugs because I thought that if I go under, I don't want the water to go up my nose, you know, because, you yeah. know, and I thought I'd get <laughs> stuck in it. The, all those things are not true. Um, I tried to fall out once or roll over once and I fell out of it, you know, just on purpose. But I've never really tipped a kayak in all these years. Um and then uh, I started seeing fish in the clear water below me, and I just thought, man, I'm gonna get my pole out. And so I brought my pole out, and on the first tug, it was over. You know, <laughs> I just loved it. Like this morning, I mean, I was on full wake with this catfish, and then just pulling drag out that, and it was epic. And then I lost it, but but still, just the tug. The way we say the drug is in the tug. You know? Yeah, the tug is the drug. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how I started uh, kayak fishing. And then, um, oh, it was two or three years later, I bought a scuba diving wilderness systems one out of Florida, had it shipped up. And then I found a perception. So I basically had like three kayaks for a few years there, and nobody would go with me except my kids. And um, then the guiding thing came up with a guy. He just came, it was like six years into it. This guy come up and asked me to take him out fishing and he wanted me to guide him. And, and I said, Hey, I'll just take you fishing. And he ended up paying me. And my wife was pretty happy about that. <laughs> um, but, but, uh, the, uh, the thing was, is people found out about it. And so I started doing guided trips and I charged a whopping $25 a day paid for my gas, you know, <laughs> and we were catching some big bass. I was very fortunate and blessed to have big fish where I was at um at the lakes i was fishing in southwest nebraska and then um and then it just grew from there um and then the i put on a tournament every year one tournament um for several years and then now you can just about go anywhere you can do pick two or three in the same weekend locally yeah and uh and and get your fix that way i guess but um no, that's kind of how i started um just you know and, and talking to chad hoover who's the kbf guy Mm -hmm. um, he was in the Navy at the time and he was on a ship. We would, we would talk back and forth by phone. I found him on the internet, found him, Jim Sammons, Dennis Spike, and all three of us communicated, all four of us, I guess, communicated. And there, there was another guy in Texas called, his name's like Slow Ride Thompson. He was out there, but really yeah. there was nobody out there really doing it yet too much. It started, I mean, Jim Sammons is like, he's the original OG, if you want to say that. Sure. He, and I fished with him in the ocean before. Um, he, he's cool and and he gets it. Um, but he's he's the guy. I mean, and he taught me a lot when I went out on his trip with him because um, I wanted to learn more about guiding and so forth. Um, but it was it's been cool to see how it's evolved. Um, 
and to, you know, there's been, there's a lot of guys that have been doing this for a long time. Um, you know, and now you have all, you know, motors and uh, pedals and all the, all the accessories that go with kayak fishing, pretty much the accessories catch more, cost more than the uh, kayak these days. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it adds up and, you know, I, I, you know, if, uh, coming from my perspective or from where I'm at, I have both a, so I, I, pat, so I paddle a Vibe Seaghost 130 mm-hmm. and it it's quite funny because when I paddle it, I have that same mindset you do. Hey, I'm going to exercise and fish at the same time. Yeah. I like taking that out onto Lake Michigan because Lake Michigan fishing for smallmouth there mm-hmm. is quite simple. You pretty much look for points and suck in and sunken, um, sunken debris. Like there's a break wall that's sunken out there. Mm-hmm. There's shoals and it's crystal clear water. So you can mm-hmm. see right down where mm-hmm. I, you know, would I, would it be nice to have my old town, the AP 136 that I use for tournaments and, and lakes and stuff? Yeah. But here in Chicago, the, the actual city itself, mm-hmm. if you're going to launch, so, if I launch at the beach with my vibe, so I put my vibe on a on a cart and I cart it down to the beach and I launch at the beach, it costs me about twelve to fifteen dollars for that day with just for the cost of parking. If I was to do it at Burnham Harbor, it costs me a whopping sixty-two dollars, twenty-five dollars wow. to launch, twenty-seven dollars to park together. So, um, and it's only, it's only a, a difference of a quarter of a mile. That's it I, from doing both. So, and Lake Michigan, it, it does get, it does get choppy, but you, 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 you learn, you get your comfort level, you get your confidence. And I paddle Lake Michigan in a heartbeat all day, knowing what's where and just being able to fish it versus having that autopilot. It'd be nice to have it out there to have spot lock on. But that's but you go back to your roots as as a kayak fisherman. That's what I start. I started. I I bought a kayak to get to places where the boats can't. When you start turning the kayak into a boat, you kind of start losing the concept of kayak fishing. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And that's for me. It was difficult to even go from paddling to pedaling. But I found out in tournaments, I would get way more cast per hour. I yep. could control the boat a little better, which I don't mind. And but I I, I did. I, I still do paddle. Um, yeah. But here in Nebraska, we don't have gigantic waters. I mean, you know, um, we have per capita, we have more surface water than any state per capita acre. Really? We have more miles of rivers than any other state. Uh, we have the world's largest aquifer. So there's a lot of water here. Um, unfortunately, it's not like a Lake Fork or a Kentucky Lake. It's more like, you know, a 14 acre pond. <laughs> Some of them. Okay. Uh, a lot of them are 600 acres, might be a thousand acres, just not very big. There, there's a couple lakes like McConaughey that's real big, but it's mainly a walleye lake. Uh, there's a few bass in there. Um, but for the most part, like I can drive 10 minutes, go to a public walk in, a farmer might own it, but it's, it's public and I can go fish whenever I want. Just open the gate. Um, doesn't cost me anything except for the maybe what, two, three dollars of gas to get out there. Um, I do have to have a fishing license. Um, our per- we have to have a permit for our lakes here. And, and it's kind of sad that we have to have two different ones because there's some owned by the NRD or the Game of Parks. But still, what's great about Nebraska, though, Jason, is that we have a lot of the features that those larger lakes that you fish tournaments in across the country, 
we have those features here so we can practice those things while we're here and then and then transfer that to the bigger lakes and what it also does i think i think that's why you see a lot of nebraskans that are pretty good anglers out there across the country oh, is yeah. because like christine fisher's from nebraska by the way yep yeah um and she's out there on the trails um the thing is is that you know they i feel, I feel like the nebraska guys and even iowa guys too in kansas you, they tend to break down water better because they're used to those little small places and the little nooks and crannies in there. And so when they get these bigger lakes and they select a cove or so forth, they just pick it apart and that's how they find those big fish. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. Awesome. Yeah. And it, it, that's very true. I mean, it's like here in Illinois, you know, you know, Chicago has the lakefront for Lake Michigan, but we don't have much water. We don't have, it's kind of like, like you said, you have a lot of surface water, but we don't have anything bigger that for kayakers. I would say our biggest area is probably 500 acres and that's Bussy Woods. And that's within the immediate Chicagoland area. Mm-hmm. We do have like uh, some quarries that we, we fish that are, 100 200 acres and yeah you you figure out those nooks and crannies you you figure out where those bass are pinning those bait fish you you start putting the patterns together but there's nothing i mean unless you start going towards southern illinois you know down towards where kentucky lake is up here four or five hours away you you you're very limited as well and that puts and that definitely puts into perspective of breaking down water i mean one of our you probably know him from the trails as well just uh Dusty Yacker. Oh yeah, yeah. He he lives. He literally lives only 15 minutes away from where I live. Oh wow. But I mean, that's but breaking down water. That's what we had to do. You know, that's what you do up here. And then, you know, when I went to, I I, I always use Table Rock Lake as like the uh, best example. It, it's a confidence thing. But fishing quarries in deep water, you know, I I was comfortable knowing that hey, they're ten feet shallow is ten feet deep here. It's relative to the size of the lake when you have depths that are on average 40 to 50 feet where these fish are hanging out at. And same same thing with fish in a quarry. Like, you know, you're, you're catching fish deep even in the early and late part of the seasons as well mm-hmm. just because depth is relative to that lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess, you know, yeah, fish. there's fish deep. But to me, um, I always believe that there's always going to be the fish that are shallow, the fish that are deep, mm-hmm. and the fish in between. It's just like us. Some people live in apartments, some live in big houses, and some live in small houses, you know. And yep. and just, you know, there's there I think there's there's those fish everywhere. But I, I guess if you're gonna find the real big ones, yeah, you you might you might learn how to fish all those elements because um uh or features because uh that sometimes those big ones will be hanging off and it depends on the temperature and the time of year and all that. Oh, yeah. You know? but, yeah, absolutely. So Let's talk about Nebraska a little bit in terms of um, places to go fish or, you know, to go fish in Nebraska, because to be honest with you, I really don't know. I, I don't know a lot. The closest thing to Nebraska that I know of is um, South Dakota, and that's Devil's Lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Nebraska has, we have a lot of lakes, a lot of real small ones, like I said, um, and uh, real good catfishing. Um, there's, there's a lot of catfishmen. We had the Missouri, I have the Missouri river just eight miles from here and guys get big ones out of there. 
Um, but flatties, but, huh? Flatties, a lot Flat of flatties, blues, big blues, okay. channels. Um, so if I guess if you were bass fishing, um, we have you know, like around Omaha Lincoln, there's a lot of we call them the metro lakes. Um, there's lakes right there that but they get they get they get hit pretty hard uh by the population there. But the best places in Nebraska to fish to me are in the western part of the state. And that's what's what's interesting is that the the population of kayak anglers is in the eastern part of the state. And I lived in the western part. There's not very many guys that kayak out there. Uh, very, very, a lot of them are, are rancher farmer guys, and there's just not a lot of population. But a lot of guys travel there. Um, okay. We have a couple of our tournaments out that way, actually four. But uh, if the refuge lakes, the sand hills are just chock full of bass up there, and they're, they're chunky bass. They're not the real long ones, but they're 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 chunky and good chunks. Yeah, and uh, the lake, the state record is I think. 10 pounds, eight ounces, something like that. Okay. And uh, the lake that I fished where I lived in Southwest Nebraska by Bankelman, there was Rock Creek Lake. And they just redid it for the second time in 20 years, uh, drained it out. And it, they shocked the bass before they, they brought it down. And they took those bass and put them in some Sand Hills lakes up there. One of those bass weighed 13 pounds, eight ounces. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's out there swimming around. He's up. I know the lake he's in. Just a matter of <laughs> getting there. But uh, that that particular lake, though, I caught a lot of 22-inch bass out of there in, in, the, in the time I was there. But, wow. the, but I would say that the refuge lakes up by Valentine, those are really good. Um, the interstate has lakes that get very – they're untapped. Um, I was going to say, don't mind my eyes because – as I'm, as you're talking, yeah. I'm looking at a Google map right now to kind of put perspective where this is all at. Yeah. Well, you, what you can do, a person can do, and, I, and a lot of things, a lot of these uh, lakes are small, are sand pit lakes. When they built the interstate, they used sand and, you know, gravel to, for the base and they dug out these pits on the side of the interstate and now they're filled with, with, the, with the, the groundwater and the, they're okay. usually crystal clear. So, so yeah, so it, this is a funny, funny story. And now that you say that, I noticed that pretty, pretty well in this area. So, um, so the town Kearney, Kearney, Kearney. Okay. Kearney. Sorry, yeah. sorry for the mispronouncement. Yeah, that's right. Um, so we were, me and my friends were on an RV trip going out there and we pulled off to the, uh, rest stop. That is just west of what would be what is this? This is um, of forty four going north and south on I eighty, mm -hmm. and so we pulled off there. It's about three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. We're just trying to get a couple hours of sleep so we could keep on going out. We're going to uh, our destination is the Tetons, mm -hmm. and <laughs> so we. I'm asleep and I'm thinking someone, I think I'm thinking they're messing with the uh, RV. It's shaking back and forth. Like, what the heck? We I know. Up? I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. We had a tornado come, come roll right by us. Oh, and oh, um, it was, a, it, it wanted to be an EF zero. We found out later, but, um, but now that I look at this to kind of put into perspective and think about it, there's a, where that rest stop was, there is a, like a, um, a, there's a, quite a few 
mm-hmm. of those um sand, yeah. like those sand pit lakes yeah in that whole area there's mm-hmm. one directly behind the rest stop yeah there's one two three four just to the east on the north side of 80 mm-hmm. one two there's some big ones all over that place yeah. some are private remember some are private Okay. And uh, I've actually fished that one on the southeast side there. It's got gigantic bass. It's private, though, but I've gotten on that. It's incredible. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but there's some. There's a lot of big bass along there. And, and you know, there's there's just a lot of, they call them WMAs, NRDs, um, really well-made lakes, good camping uh, here. Um, but we have a lot to offer in smaller lakes uh, if people are coming through. Um, they want to bass fish, um, but it's it's perfect for kayaking. I mean, especially a paddle. Yeah. Kayak, you know, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, those are small enough waters. Mm-hmm. Heck, you even pull off at the rest stop. You just yeah. pull your kayak right down there. Yeah. People might look at you funny, but, you know, yeah. hey, you're the one catching fish, not them. Yeah. There's one called uh, between Carney uh, uh, and Grand Island. There's one called um, War Axe. And that one's got smallies in it. And, oh, cool. And it's I, every time I go through there, I stop there. And you can usually catch a 17 or 18 inch smallie every time. Out of that. Wow. That's, yeah. I, okay. I, I, I see. I think I see that lake you're talking about. It's right off the Platte, the Plate River. Platte River, yeah. Yep. So if you go to the Nebraska Game Parks webpage, and you can Google it up if, if you want, if anybody's listening. Um, there's, they have an interactive map, and you can click on the the symbol, and it'll give you the acres and what fish are in there. But Nebraska has a ton of lakes um, that you can fish from. There's just not – like for us having tournaments, it's really tough because if we have a, a tournament in Omaha, um, it's pretty much got to be like, you know, three or four of the lakes. Or if we have it in Lincoln, usually we have like eight to ten lakes because it's just – not they're not big enough to host 40 50 anglers you know um yeah so, and we have that same problem here in the chicagoland area that's yeah. why a lot of these tournaments that that happen um you know they're they're in wisconsin i mean if you drive another hour and a half north into wisconsin you can host all that but here in, in the chicagoland area with as small as they are we, yeah we have that same common problem where yeah. you have to put multiple lakes or river yeah. systems yeah. together what well, one of the most popular in nebraska is wanahoo they call it it's Wanahoo lake wanahoo by uh it's wahoo nebraska north of lincoln about a half hour um and that one has been that's been probably more kayak fishing tournaments been held there than any other lake in nebraska over the years okay. but uh it's it got it got silted in it's still it's still good um but it's not like it used to be you know because when the when it floods here it just brings a lot of silt to these lakes, and that's why they have to reconstruct them again. They drain them down. They 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 bring in the dozers and doze it back out again and try again. And now they put more rock around these lakes uh, lately that keeps a lot of that from happening. Awesome, yeah, that's that's really cool. And you know, like I said, I, I, you don't think about that, but that's it's an interesting perspective to to keep your guys' resources. Um, as healthy as they are for a good fishery for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we like I said we, we and we have a good crappie, bluegill. Uh, there's some walleye. Uh, it's not McConaughey is probably the best for the walleye, big big walleye. Um, but and like I said, catfish. 
I'm trying to think what else. Uh, well, we have some striper. We have a lot of wiper lakes and white bass. Okay. Out there. Um, I, that's what I used to fish for out west, southwest Nebraska. A lot of these reservoirs, too, remember, they go, they drop way down in the summer. And then they sure. raise back up in the winter. So with you guys being on the foothills, especially on the west side of the state towards Colorado, mm -hmm. uh, do you get, and you guys, I, I, you had mentioned earlier, you get a lot of rivers throughout the state. Do you guys get a lot of good um, creeks and streams and rivers for trout fishing? Yes, up northwest, mainly northwest. northwest. Okay. Some northeast, but uh, a lot of northwest. I have caught a four pound plus rainbow in southwest Nebraska. Oh, cool. Uh, that, that water is spring fed. If you can find a spring fed lake, usually there's trout. There's a couple on the interstate too that are 40 foot water depth and there's trout in those. It just depends where you're at, but mainly the streams though, it's mainly up by the Valentine area and in, in, in Shattern. Our state's very long as you can tell, but yeah. Um, oh, I've been through. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it, it looks like it's flat, but it's not. Just the interstate makes it look flat, but Nebraska's yeah. got a lot of hills. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, and especially when you're coming through I when you're coming through I eighty, starting and I I didn't know this like um, you know we were Omaha and then count the Council Bluff part mm -hmm. of Iowa Omaha, yeah. yeah. Once you once you got out of there, I mean it was like downhill. I mean uphill. It was mm -hmm. yeah. There was a lot of contour to mm -hmm. to the way. The, the lay of the land out there yep yep so cool there you go There's yeah, a well, that's <laughs> geography lesson absolutely <laughs> yeah and, and thank you for pointing out some of the good fishing that you guys have there yeah. too i'm sure yeah. people who are listening uh are definitely going to take a second thought if, if within their travels to uh stop and i know i am for sure <laughs> i know um you know in the years past as I've guided, I've guided people from a lot of different states as they pass through like that. Um, Nebraska is known for for its bird watching. People come through here to bird watch because it's one of the main main uh, flyways for okay. birds. And so I did a lot of bird watching trips as well. But a lot of people came came through and they just wanted to fish and they see what it was like in the kayak. And so I've I've had people from all over the country do that in in Nebraska. It seems like that I eighty is a corridor for people going east and west a lot. Or the ones oh, yeah. down there. Yeah, absolutely. So let, let's jump off the water and, and start talking about the things that what else is there to um, explore in Nebraska, too. I mean, the fishing part itself is a hidden gem. Um, if so, if I'm coming through Nebraska mm -hmm. and uh, you had to give me, and now, now it could either be you seem pretty orientated with the state. But it could be local to you as well. Um, what are three restaurants I should definitely check out while I'm here? Oh man, I love going to restaurants. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, my my favorite, it's in McCook, Nebraska. Is uh, is Loop Brewery L O O P Brewery? I don't drink beer, but but um, but I do go there for the pizza. Okay. Uh, it's it's incredible there. Um, they are on the south side of McCook. There, um, I do now. I will say this: there's a lot of great restaurants in Lincoln in the Haymarket area. They call it the Haymarket. There's just a ton of places in there. 
Um, buzzard billies. I like that one. They got some Southern Cajun type food in there. Um, that That's a good one. Laszlo's is really good. Um, up in Lincoln. Gosh, there's just so many. There's, there's a lot of, gosh, there's a lot of small cafes, you know. Uh, I will tell you this. If you're in Southeast Nebraska, um, there's a place called the Six Mile Cafe. It's on Highway 75, just south of Auburn. If you okay. order a chicken fried steak there, um, it, it, it pretty much is enough to fill a tray. That's how big. Oh, Christ! You know, so <laughs> they serve really good. A lot of homemade food in Nebraska. You know, um, here and if you want a steak, uh, this is probably the best place to get it. Um, yeah, we we made the running joke. It's Omaha. We had to get steak while we're yeah, in Omaha. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know we get all our stuff processed in, in the local place here down south of us here, but um, you can't beat it for for uh, for pork and for beef here. I think that's just my, maybe I'm I'm biased, but uh, we have a lot of corn, right? But there's a lot of beef. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, pork as well. You, uh, you those, guys don't, huh? I was gonna say you guys don't have a national football team or a national um, athletic team, but you have a college football team who's uh, the Huskers. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> we we're, we're we've been struggling as of late, but we're getting better, I think. So, um, but yeah. Um, I, I mean, I love, in fact, my wife and I went to the Husker game this past Saturday. It was a lot of fun. And uh, there, was, there was a kid playing for him that I coached and uh, all went through ninth grade before I left that school. But uh, he he plays quite a bit. And Phelan Sanford, number 37. And it was fun watching him. So I kind of had a connection there. And uh, also I've seen some other players play. But that was that was a blast going there and just kind of taking the day in and walking around and stuff. But. Yeah, the Huskers, and then you know we have the College World Series, um, but yep. you know, but remember that Nebraska. You know what Nebraska's motto is? What's that? Nebraska, it's not for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's our motto. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but uh, you know, but I, I don't know. I I like it here, um, and uh, I've lived here since 1976. I wasn't born here, um, but because uh, I was a military kid and just ended up here. Uh, okay. But but I will say that the people are genuine. They're friendly. Um, people will show you around. They'll they'll take the time to talk to you. And um, the kids are kids are great here. I I mean I've never been anywhere else. So I don't know. But um, as far as you know my teaching career, but but uh, I've just had a great time and and uh, we have a fishing club at our school too, and the kids love that. Um, in fact, we have a hunting and fishing brag board on our office wall that the kids get their pictures on there and stuff. Oh, cool. You know, but, uh, it's like last night, a kid knocks on my door and, you know, Hey, Mr. Hughes, can I borrow one of your measuring boards? I'm, I'm in a kayak fishing tournament. Okay. Yeah. You know, or, <laughs> or they need a, they need a rod or a reel to use or something. They come here and get them. You know, it's kind of cool. It's awesome. That's yeah. I mean, that's, that's an awesome community way too. I mean, yeah. You know, having your kids, having kids you teach, don't, not to fear you as a authority figure, but look at you as a friend. You know, it, it, that's, they, yeah, they want to get in trouble on purpose. They come talk to you about fishing. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's, that's pretty awesome. So yeah, I, I know you had mentioned that you're, you're not a big drinker, but do you have 
any rec- I know you you know you you mentioned um, Loop Brewery. Is there any other breweries throughout the state uh, that people uh, may want to check out within their travels? Yeah, there's a there's a lot of them. Um, I just don't know them right offhand. But um, like I said, Lincoln has a couple, Omaha, okay. and they're well known for that. But there's just a bunch of them. Um, yeah, and, and they pop they, up they, like wildfire. <laughs> yeah, I I just don't know because I just I mean, I I don't know. Um, but okay. uh, I you know I always have a cream soda after I after I fish. That that's kind oh, of running cool. joke around because guys will bring them to me and stuff. But but uh, I, you know, I, I hang out, but I just don't, don't do that. But yeah, no, yeah. oh, understandable, man. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we, we talk about fishing and, but there's more to Nebraska aside from cornfields and fishing. Um, if, if I was coming there with my family mm-hmm. uh, and I have children, is there, is there places you would recommend uh, to take the children for the day or for them to see or do? Absolutely. Um, I will say this, you know, like, especially for the outdoors or animals, there's a Lincoln Children's Zoo. It's incredible. Okay. Um, phenomenal zoo, a learning environment. And then the Omaha Zoo is, I think, is it one of the largest in the country, if not the largest? I don't know. Um, the Omaha Zoo is really good. They're not expensive. Okay. Um, the, let's see. There's, there's great... Uh, lodging at some of these lakes where if you just looked on the game and parks there's cabins that you can rent and so forth and things like that um they have a nebraska has a, a tourism catalog deal and it has a lot of the events so that the key to nebraska is getting here if you're timing it a certain time of year is timing it with the place you're going and their celebrations that they're having when you time it okay. that way there's a lot of events that way um, you know, the, like the state, the, the state fairs in Grand Island right now going on right now, about last week. Um, that's a lot of fun. Um, we have a lot of concerts. Um, there's, I don't know, there's a lot of athletic events in Omaha and Lincoln and so forth. Uh, we have a really good volleyball team, Husker volleyball team, really good, uh, things like that. But, uh, mainly it's, you know, you you if you cannot find a reserved camping site right now in Nebraska on the weekend, they're, okay. they're all they're all gone. I mean, it's yeah. amazing um, that people here people just camp and hunt so much here and fish. Uh, it's it's unreal. You know, and that's that's a great uh, that's a great statement because that actually follows into my next question. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does your guys' state park? systems look like aside from you know hunting and fishing is there good places for you know uh mountain biking do you Mm -hmm. guys i mean do you guys looking at golf do you guys have Mm -hmm. awesome golf resorts uh as well yeah uh in fact uh indian cave state park which is about a half hour from my house south of here southeast it's called indian cave state park uh mountain bike trails steep steep hills it's beautiful in the fall Camping every weekend, pretty much people there all all year, just about. Um, awesome. Right on the Missouri River, it's scenic views. Um, you got the Lewis and Clark expedition that went through there. There's some old museum stuff in there as well. Um, and then was uh, uh, what else am I going to say? You asked another part of that question. Um, uh, do you guys so like the state parks and then do you, uh, golf? Do you guys have oh, golf uh, courses? Yeah, golf courses. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's some great golf course. McCook, Nebraska is known for theirs. Uh, Gothenburg, Nebraska, those are out west. 
Um, Omaha and Lincoln have some incredible golf courses. My son worked at Arbor Links up here in Nebraska City. That's a lot of guys go there. A lot of your big time guys go there. Okay. Um, and then there's that one that Michael Jordan flew into north of North Platte there. Gosh, I can't think of the name of it. It's up by Mullen, Nebraska. Um, but it's a very it's 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 very private one. But yeah, the, there's some there's some good golf courses here too. But those camping places, oh, and, and the other one is Ponca. That's northeast Nebraska. That's a really okay. good place. Um, it's up by Yankton, kind of South Dakota area. That's the Lewis and Clark area. Uh, there's some backwater, kind of like the lacrosse thing, you know, with the Missouri. Okay. Yeah, a little bit, a little, a little stretch like that. Um, I fished up there a little bit. It's pretty good. And then um, trying to think of any other state. Oh, and it's Shatteron. If you're in northwest Nebraska, Shatteron is a phenomenal uh, area. Southwest Nebraska is phenomenal for views. Um, yeah. So that's, those, that's those cool. but, yeah, but Valent, Valentine to me in Merritt Lake, that's, that's really neat there too. Cool. Now, um, obviously, you, you guys are in the Midwest, just like us. You guys get hard. You guys get some pretty hard winters. Mm -hmm. um, but on the north, on the, I would say more west side, is there good skiing, snowboarding, wintertime activities over that way? Uh, not, just being closer not, to the mountains, or yeah, not unless you get your tractor out and pull it behind it in the snow <laughs> <laughs> or four wheeler. <laughs> there's not much here for snowboarding there, okay and things like that we're we have hills but not those kind of hills but but uh a lot of guys i mean there's like some some cross-country skiing things like that but it doesn't last very long even the ice fishing season is not real long here oh really in the southern in the, especially the southern half of the state and it's it, it lasts okay. a little bit but um not it's generally a few weeks but it's not okay. months for that you know all right. Hey, that I, I would I was thinking I was under the impression it was longer. So that that's yeah something no. new that I learned as well tonight. Uh, cool. Yeah. Um, you know, and then the last question I had about you know things to do off the water. Um, is there any place you would recommend, uh, for terms of lodging or all in one package or somewhere? If you had to point somebody to say, hey, when you come to Nebraska. This is one place you have to go. This is a one-stop shop. This is going to be everything of your whole trip. Where would that be? Wow, you got me on a spot there, Jason. Uh, <laughs> there's so many, so many places I've stayed. Um, oh, you gosh, there's a, there's some private. There's a lot of private places. Um, oh man, uh, I guess the most epic one for me, and it's a real small one, but it's at Rock Creek, Southwest Nebraska. And man, I can't think of the name of it right now, but there's a little cabin there that I rented that's really cool. And it's in the middle of basically sand hill type stuff, you know, but mm -hmm. um, golly, I can't think of it. But if you just look on the travel tourism guide, they're in there. I mean, there's okay. all kinds of time. I just don't know of any that really stand out right now. Um, uh, the Platte River State uh, Park has great lodging in there. Pretty cool stuff in there. Um, but I, I don't, most places are mainly camping, you know, uh, where we've stayed and so forth on that. Cool. Cool. Um, is there anything that you want to, you want to point out that 
maybe I didn't pick up or that we we didn't mention that you want to throw out there for people coming to Nebraska for them to check out or, um, you know, any of your flavor or touch to it? Um, I don't know. I guess, you know, just, you know, if you're traveling through, there's plenty of places to fish. You know, if you got your kayaks, it's easy to launch. Um, some places require a, a day sticker, which is like five bucks usually, I think. You know, camping's not that bad. Um, I think it's 30 bucks for electrical and 10 to 15 for non, you know, and things like that. But um, mainly when people come through, they camp a lot here. They just pull in and camp. Um, but I do want to say something about kayak fishing. Yeah, absolutely. The floor is yours. Um, you know, I guess, you know, I, I guess I'm big on wearing a, wearing a PFD, you know. Um, yep. And I just want to tell everybody out there that, you know, sometimes I know they might seem uncomfortable, but they will save your life. And I've been part of three life-saving experiences for people that didn't have them. And all three have survived, but they wouldn't have if we wouldn't have been there, you know. And so I just like encourage everybody to wear one at all times. And and uh, whether it's an inflatable or, or the kind I wear, the vest, whatever. But, um, you know, and the other thing is dress, dress to swim. You know whether it's cold or warm, uh, those kind of things. Uh, yeah, but it's and thank you because mm -hmm. that message does not get it, yeah. it, it, and it's coming up on the time of where seasons are changing, water temperature yeah. dropping. Yeah, now we really have you know not I, I would say within the next few weeks, you know depending on where you're at. Yeah, the further north it starts, but the rule of one twenty. You yeah. start thinking about the rule of 120, how you're dressing for the water. Yeah. You know, it, and it's always a, not a matter if it's going to happen to me. It's it's a matter of when. Yeah. And, you know, most people tell you they weren't they weren't expecting it when it happened. Yeah. You know? And that's, you know, the day that this last March we, we saved the guy. I was doing a uh, I was doing a, a fishing school up by the boat ramp. And I was just, I just finished talking about wearing PFDs and I walked down the boat ramp and I saw an empty kayak. And then I, you know, I said, let's go. So uh, like a couple of friends and myself went out there and sure enough, there was a head right by it. And he was in that water and the water was in the forties. He had a t-shirt and shorts on no life jacket. Come on, man. Yeah. That's and, uh, yeah. So get the MPs there and stuff. He's okay. But uh, you know, for very much longer, you don't know, you know, and yep. uh, so anyway, I've had a couple experiences like that, that actually three, but um, all three are alive today. But, it, it, you know, I just want to get that message out there that we can prevent that from happening, you know. And I mean, everybody has, their, has a choice. But, you know, the in Nebraska, there's four seasons and they all happen in the same day. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Chicago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, yep. you have a blizzard and rain. And heat and wind, you know, all, this, all in the same day. And, yeah. and, uh, uh, and they can all get you by surprise, which I've had happen a few times. So here. So anyway, <laughs> there's Nebraska for you, Jason. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Like I said, new, new perspective and, and new things that when I travel through again, I definitely want to check out while I'm there. So thank you so much for that. And, and um, if, if you're a kayak fisherman, and you stop through Nebraska, if you need a place to stay, our house is always open. 
So I, I'm sure everyone, including myself, would they, will thank you for that. <laughs> we've got we got a place to stay here. You can re, you know, get your stuff fixed up, whatever, repaired or whatever like that. We're an hour south of Omaha is where I'm at. Okay. And in fact, Chad Hoover stopped by last week. I did see those pictures. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That was pretty cool. He came to my opposite school and and a couple kids got to meet him and that was pretty neat. Was it like the old school palace? He runs up to the window, knocks on the window. Marty! <laughs> yeah. I, I actually got to him before he did that. That's why I wouldn't get arrested. <laughs> He'll probably go, do you know who I am? I'm Chad Hoover. <laughs> yeah. If you're wearing camo and you come to our school, you're okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, so. that's awesome. Well, you know what? The floor is going to be yours one more time. Is there anybody, uh, sponsors, family, friends, oh, yeah. people, special, important people who you want to um, throw into the mix uh, and thank uh, for getting you where you're at today? Yeah, sure. Um, well, you know, you always thank your wife because they let you do this <laughs> stuff, you know, and she lets me get away in the weekend sometimes. And, but uh, the thing, the key that I want to say on that, though, is, is guys, balance your life out, man. Like, you know, Saturday was for her and Yesterday, I had to go a little bit, and today I got to go fishing and, and come back. But you got to balance your life out with your family and the fishing. Otherwise, it doesn't work out so well. No. Nope. I see a lot of guys do that, and, you know, you, you got to make sure that, that that comes first. Because I don't want my clothes on, out, out and alone when I get back. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we have pretty pretty good balance. But also, I want to thank, uh, you know, for me, the sponsorship thing is about uh, um, not – it's it's about – what what i want to represent in the in the in the the realm of kayak fishing you know bass pros has been with me a long time and they 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 actually talked to me several years ago and said would you be part of our team to help us promote this and they they they're they really love the kayak fishing thing they're doing more and more with it and uh, so i'd like to thank them because uh you know they've they've done a lot for me as well to help kids in this sport and develop that part of it and then, uh, you know, I've, uh, Benning Branches, I've been with quite a while. Um, um, Shout out to Benning Branches on my new uh, Angler Angler Pro, the car, yeah. the carbon one. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I've got, yeah, they they do a real good job with those. And and then uh, Ice Hole Power, he makes power boxes and has has some batteries. Um, you can find them on it's just Ice Hole Power on there. They they do a great job. Their power boxes are really good. And then, and then, uh, yacht gear. I've been with them since the beginning when they started. Um, okay. Accessories, and yep. uh, he told me that I'm I'll be with them for life. So, so it'll be kind of, <laughs> kind of cool. But you know, I just like to promote those accessories they have. Um, and then, um, and then, uh, I like the Bass Mogul clothing line that you know he's done in in Missouri, there. But um, you know, I do want to I do want to give a shout out to. Uh, Tyler Cole and Josh Booth for what they do with the All American Series and bringing the yeah. whole mess together. Um, they're kind of like the glue right now, and what they do. And I wish I could fish more of them this year, but unfortunately, my job's not letting me do that. I'm hoping to get to one this next weekend, but I've got homecoming, so I'll have to drive from the homecoming dance and hopefully get to the boat ramp in time if I do it. Um, but they do a great job, and they they've really um, stretched out into the upper Midwest and South and east and west both um 
to, to create a, a bigger community and they, they do it right. I mean, they, I just love seeing what they're doing there. Um, but I do want to give them a big shout out uh, for that. Uh, jo Josh has been a, a guest on the show and uh, then I've got both fish with Josh and Tyler, uh, mm -hmm. not for uh, KBF trails or for mm -hmm. it was a championship down on table rock and mm -hmm. they're rep representing Moyak as well. Yeah. Were you down there when we had that, the KBF one down there? 2019 yeah yeah i was yeah. that's what i won down there yep yeah yep. in the last minute uh-huh <laughs> and we asked what was your sequel whopper plopper <laughs> no i didn't know no that was james that threw that oh was it james okay before the when he no i threw uh i threw the nico okay down there yep. and it was flooded it was flooded and and uh you were did you fit were you on the were you on the james part no, or were you on the lower end of the lake? I was on. I was down by the dam. Okay, I was fishing, so I wasn't by the dam, but yeah. my area that I was fishing was and day two. So I had a great day one. My I, I think I was in sixteenth when I was mm. done with my standing. Yeah, but day two with that wind, so I was fishing where. Do you know where? Um, it's called Devil's Cut. It's by where the uh, Bass Pro Shop. Um the hotel marina is oh, over yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So pretty That's much there. The yeah. Yep. South of the dam mm -hmm. going pretty much be I, I was all the way pretty much on the Arkansas border over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And fishing yeah. that entire but once that it was like a wind tunnel, man. I couldn't even stay I had my predator PDL and it was it was choppy. I mean yeah. and by the time and when I realized when I, I had five fish and I submit them, guess what I forgot to do? Your identifier. My identifier. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So my five fish didn't count. So wow. I wound up dropping down. But it, oh my! But I got my personal best smallmouth there. Day yeah. one, I I yeah. caught. I got uh twenty the twenty one and a quarter inch largemouth for the big bass of the hour. Wow. Yeah, dude. It it was a great. I mean, I had a blast. Yeah. And I can't it's wait fun. to get back to Table Rock. That's a great yeah. fishery. That's a fun place to fish. Yeah, I had a. I got my personal best smallie there. 20 incher on day one. Yep. And then uh, that's cool. And then and then the funny thing was Nate Gloria, who was with right by me there, he actually had hooked that fish maybe 10 minutes before I caught it. Okay. Because his lure was in its mouth. Oh wow. <laughs> it it, it so you gave his lure back and then uh I, I said, Hey fish. Nate, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I didn't even know he had caught it. I just went in that area and and then I said, Hey Nate, I caught a 20 incher and and I said this fell out of it, and it was his lure. So anyway, um, and then one day, second, I, I, you keep going. I just want to show you. Something. Uh, day right, day two though, day two though, they were take. I I used a fluke too, a uh, weightless fluke. But uh, day two though, I didn't really, I didn't do so good because they were pulling water out of there, and so all the stuff I was fishing didn't have any 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 fish in it. So I didn't do very good on day two there. Do you remember this picture? I don't know if I can hold. Oh well, that's a long time ago. Two thousand. Oh, oh, that's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We posed in front of that deal. Yeah. 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 I remember that. Yep. Yep. That was that. Well, see, that one was the year before, though. That one there. That's that. that so was the 20. one I fished. The one I fished was two thousand twenty, maybe. Okay. 2020 20, I didn't get down uh because of COVID. Okay, yeah, um, that's that's 
that we didn't have an award thing, but that's the year that James was right by me and he threw the whopper plopper and put up 90 something inches that day. Okay. That day two. No, I didn't, I didn't do as well in that one. 20s, 20 something. Yeah. 20, yeah. 2019. Cause yeah. uh, being it, being in public service and the city that I live in uh, travel, we had very, very strict travel restrictions that yeah. were in place yeah. at that time. Yeah. So, yeah, I got to go there and I went to Bull Shoals that spring too. Ah, sweet. Yeah, Bull Shoals looks yeah, fun. And fun. there's another place even further. We were just talking about that. We want to get um you probably know uh Cody Milton. Uh-huh. Yeah. He does guiding on the uh White River. So we mm -hmm. were talking about going down there for uh mm -hmm. for trout fishing while we we're down there too. Yeah. Yeah. And anybody that wants to come in Nebraska and went guided, um, we're pretty cheap. Hundred bucks for catfish and 150 for bass. Full day. Cool. $50. Oh, man. Yeah. Cool. And I'll put you on fish. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, Marty. Well, we're going to be wrapping it up here, man. Okay. Anything else you want to uh, you want to give a shout out or talk about before we close out here? No, I'm, I'm good. I, I'm just uh, hanging out another, another awesome. day. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, I want to thank you personally for taking the time out to come on the show, talk about Nebraska, talk about bass fishing in Nebraska, which still I'm still wrapping my mind that all these places that we passed up held good bass um, mm -hmm. back in 2017 when I went through. So yeah. that's uh, that's pretty awesome. But thank you again for your time and thank you for, um, you know, thank you for doing what you do, man. You know, going out, trying to make the world a better place uh, in the education, you know, starting with education mm -hmm. and keeping the future. My wife's, uh, she's a special ed teacher for mm -hmm. uh, primary grade level. So, oh, uh, you got. And on that, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but on that, yeah. tell, tell your wife on this Wednesday, I, you know, I have a heart for special ed teachers, by the way. Okay. Big heart for them. <laughs> um, and for special ed education students, my, I have a son that was also in special education um as well um on wednesday you're gonna love she'll love this on wednesday morning we're taking our special ed kids up to the lake and we're doing a kayak fishing day oh nice and we have all the all the adaptions made the accommodations made for them and i'm just basically all i have to do is show up and kind of just help out but they're going to put them in kayaks that day and we're going to have fun they're, cool they're so that'll be that's that'll awesome be yeah. <laughs> yeah so let her know that I'm not gonna yeah. wear. I'm not gonna wear a tie that day. <laughs> no tie. Fishing shirt. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> awesome. So, anyway, go ahead. All right. Like I said, you, you know what? Um, it wasn't really until I I, I started uh, when I dated an educator and now married to one. How, you know, you guys play such a vital role in, in shaping the future for you know yeah for the generations that come on. So. Thank you guys and thank you for your you know your hard work and efforts to yeah. make this world a little bit better replaced by what you guys do in, in the education system. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, somebody did that for me, so I'm paying it forward. Awesome. You know, so thank cool. you. Well, guys, you've tuned in to another episode of Off the Water. Just want to tell you guys one last time this weekend coming up Saturday when this is aired, Trail Series Championship is going on and the invitational in lacrosse wisconsin for the palfin uh tune in watch take watch what's going on you're going to see some right now it's prime time out there you're going to see some good fish being caught also too 
sign up for the uh, Guns and Hoses, uh, ch- you know, charity event. Uh, benefits uh, the 9-11 firemen versus cops, but this is open to everybody. Uh, and there's good prizes to be given out. Starts at 9.08 on September 11th. So check that out. And that's sponsored by Behind the Behind the Lines. And uh, like I said, as a fireman, go red. <laughs> yep. All right. All right. Thanks, All man. right, Marty. Thank you again. And okay. we'll see you guys next time off Alrighty. the water. What's up, guys? This segment is One Sip. Uh, everybody knows the rules. Today's beer is brought to you by Rocktown Adventures. So we're going to be sampling today Goose Island. It's Oktoberfest season. So this is their take on the Marzen beer. Um, so they're the German style. For those who aren't familiar with Oktoberfest, it is a month-long celebration in uh, Germany, specifically Munich, uh, about culture of Bavarian culture, food, um, being together, uh, and the biggest thing, beer. So, without any further ado, this is one sip. All right, here we go. Cheers. Man, I love Oktoberfest. I love the month of September for Oktoberfest beers because they're malty, they're sweet, they go down nice, they taste good with sausage and pastries, and it's just an overall great beer. But Goose Island's version of it, um, pretty spot on, man. Uh, it's very, very similar to a lot of the uh, true German uh, brands that are imported here, very malty. Uh, has some spice, but it's smooth. Uh, out of five stars, I give this a good four. It's a solid four star. So that's been this. This has been one sip. Everybody knows the rules. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, in Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle in Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, in Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle in Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com.